No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you are, wherever you are. What, everyone? It's Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Line. Thank you for joining us, everyone. An absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. And as always, so much to get through. So little time. Friday night, bitches. Going to have a little bit of fun tonight. Thank you for sharing the show out if you did. If you didn't, that's okay too, I guess. You don't really have to, but kind of a freeloader, really, if you don't share the show out. But, you know, whatever. Whatever, that's fine. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to complain complain about me in any which way, shape, or form, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, so much to get through tonight. People have sent in some fucking great stuff this week. So I've collected up all of these little odds and ends and we'll go through them one by one and have ourselves a gay old time. But before we do any of that, I have to open up with this. The flag contest, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. Fuck, that was loud. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. There was a Windows update like yesterday or a couple of days ago. And it's changed like all of my sound devices and stuff. And I thought I had them all licked, but apparently not. Apparently I've missed one or two. Amberlina, thank you for the diamond. I'm no freeloader. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> God, I, I hate Windows updates so much. Now I'm going to have to go in there and see why that played through that instead of the thing that I want it to. No, I didn't. I don't want that. Don't mind me. I'm just being a professional. (laughs) I'm just being a professional. Changing my settings as we're doing the show. (laughs) Now, why why the hell did you play through that instead of what I want you to play through? Who knows, man? Okay. All right. I think I've got it licked. Okay, that should be done now. Let's let's test it out, shall we? Everybody's a freeloader. Lucifer Sam, thank you for joining us. The first the first item I'm going to get to tonight after we go through these flags is Lucifer Sam's thing that he sent me like just minutes before the show. <laughs> All I had to read was the headline, and I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> yes, perfect. This is going straight to the top of the rundown. Absolutely. So, so I love it when you guys send me stuff. So, I know, I know. This is very unprofessional. 
There we go. Thank you very much. All right. Where were we? The flag contest, ladies and gentlemen. So the flag designs are rolling in. Uh, UK Neil with this. Now we're, now we're starting to look like a flag. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Flag entry part two from UK Ring Neil. Bell and get, get your, your cheese, man. man. UK Neil, seven months sub. Thank you for joining us. Now we're starting to look like a real flag here. This is fantastic. Flag entry part two, Borgs. Black, the dominant color. Flag logo is to portray the rising of the black flag, the act of rebellion. Now we're talking. Fantastic. And we've got this one from General Eaton. Now, a lot of work has gone into this. This is a beautiful presentation here. Flag time, UK Neil. Thank you for the diamond. This is a fantastic presentation here. This is like he is presenting a flag for consideration. Like this is a this is an actual portfolio design here. Boogie stem. <laughs> is, is is that is that Latin again? Plaustrum. I failed Latin. Just so you know, Plaustrum justicto. Plaustrum justicto. We're gonna. I'm gonna go with that. It apparently translates to cart law. Uh, and here's the story of the flag. This is from General Eaton. The four shapes represent the wheels of the cart. The diverging path reminds us that where we decide to place the cart also determines our fate. This is fucking amazing, <laughs> General Eaton. <laughs> the red line down the middle represents cruel and swift justice. Each wheel has a colour representing other core boogie stand values. So each wheel represents a value. The four wheels of the values of boogie stand. I love this. Gold for the beer. Blue for freedom, red for the wine, and tan for the crackers. Lastly, the motto across the top roughly translates to unprovoked actions affirm the soul. Look at this. I th and, and not only have we got the flag, we've got the story of the flag, the name of it. We've also got what it looks like flying mightily over the lands, over the kingdom of Boogistan. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a front runner. I think we have a front runner. <laughs> Lucifer Sam looks a little like a vagina with ovaries though how is that a negative Sam come on now this is boogie stand absolutely fantastic effort there from General Eaton so I I think we have a leader at this point this one's definitely going into like the final draw uh, absolutely fantastic and now we have Lucifer Sam's entry This is apparently the flag of Boogie Stand as proposed by Lucifer Sam. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's creative. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Notice it, it's posted without comment as well. <laughs> There's no comment. There's no explanation. Just whacked it in there. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Grog. <laughs> and the little parrot just for just for good measure. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Love it. <coughs> I got a message from Sam just before the show. I hope I'm not, you know, um, talking out of school, but I got a message from Sam just before the show, and he said, oh, I'll take down that flag. I'll take down the flag design if you want. I'm like, no, no, fucking leave it there. Leave it right where it is. 
JNG with a diamond. I withdraw the entry I didn't make. Go general. Yeah, the general's one is pretty good. It is pretty good. But I do like this one from uh, UK Neil as well, because that's that's the kind of thing I was talking about. We're looking like a real flag here. So fantastic stuff. Um, I do have an item like on the rundown tonight. Hopefully we get to it. We probably should, considering that we're doing the flag contest and stuff. The micro nation in Australia that we've spoken about previously, the Principality of Hutt, ladies and gentlemen, has come to an end. Earth-shattering news for the micro-nation enthusiasts amongst us. So I have that video ready to go, so maybe we'll get to it later on. But before we do, we must do this. Did I miss any? Oh, no. fantastic. So <laughs> there you go. Three more entries into the flag contest, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to enter into the flag contest, still got another couple of weeks for it. Let me put the link in the chat. And if your flag becomes the official flag of the Kingdom of Boogistan, then you will win a free flag from the store. So it's worth having a crack. It's worth having a crack if you can put your mind to these kinds of artistic endeavors. So before we get to any of that, I want to get to this article that was sent through by Lucifer Sam. Oh, you've got, uh, what? Amberlina's got one in there as well. Why, why can't I see it? Where is it? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, I don't mind this one either. Again, we're looking like a flag. People are going with the Nordic uh, cross, though, as like the baseline design. <clears throat> UK Neil's had the Nordic cross as well. Again, we keep we keep skipping over Amberlina. <laughs> the place where hope goes to die. <laughs> so it's a nice little story attached. So there you have it. E excellent stuff. The flag entries, ladies and gentlemen, coming in thick and fast. The Kingdom of Boogie Stan. Excellent. So like I said, you've got a couple more weeks to get your design in. Um, plenty of stuff to get through tonight. Some weird, some wonderful. You'll laugh, you'll cry. We are going to catch up with the Cartnarks again tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday night. Becoming a little bit of a Friday night tradition. Cross of St. Andrew might look good too. It could. I like the Viking theme. Yeah. Are we Viking people? I guess we could be. I guess we could be. It depends on your outlook. I do want to touch on this article. This was sent through by Lucifer Sam just minutes before the show. Oh, yeah. This is this is what we do here on this program. <laughs> Dear white vegans, stop appropriating food. Yes, come on. I've said it before and I'll, I'll say it again. When wokeness starts to attack cuisine, it will be the end of progressivism. Of that, I'm certain especially multiculturalism. If if people who consider themselves multiculturalists, when they start attacking food, like saying, hey, you're white, therefore you can't eat, you know, a bowl of rice, that's when multiculturalism will die because food is really the only argument that they have, you know, readily available to say why multiculturalism is such a good idea. Dear white vegans, stop appropriating food Veganism is going through its own racial reckoning. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew that there was a discussion about racism in the vegan community? Thank God. It's about time, I say. Veganism is going through its own racial reckoning. That's a long time coming. Apparently, this racial reckoning in the world of veganism has been brewing under the surface for quite some time. Brewing under the surface like an organic pot of coffee. Considering white vegan influences have appropriated traditional foods forever. Those racist white vegan influences. 
yeah, I love this. I love this. <laughs> when Afio Amoko became a vegan five years ago, she said she didn't see herself reflected in the community, which was dominated by wealthy white women. Damn those wealthy white women, vegan racist cunts. Fuck them. They often touted recipes, quote, African peanut stew sounds very enticing, or Asian stir fry that rely on racial stereotypes. <laughs> can you believe that you can be... <laughs> Can you believe that you can cook a stew now which originates from Asia? You can call it an Asian stew and be accused of racist stereotypes. Oh, yes. What a world. You wouldn't want to be alive in any other time, would you? One, they don't look like you. And two, they are appropriating your food. Those are the ways to turn racialized people away. Amoko23 is a vegan Instagrammer and blogger. We need more of them. And based in Toronto, she said the weeks and months following the killing of George Floyd have been marked with an onslaught of support for black creators, <clears throat> particularly from white-run accounts. It's a stark departure from the white norm. Oh, God. So wait. So you're getting, as a vegan... As a black vegan influencer who's concerned about racism in the vegan community because there's too many white people eating vegan foods from apparently not white sources, you get all this extra attention after the death of George Floyd <laughs> and you're complaining about it. You should be you should be on your knees thanking the good Lord in heaven that people care enough about what vegan influencers think. Listen to this, quote, These white women, they are the gatekeepers of the vegan movement. We black creators have been here this whole time. <laughs> There's a racist war. There's a civil war brewing in the vegan community. White women are starting to acknowledge black and racialized vegans now. Oh God, fuck me. See, here I was. <laughs> Sam in the chat. I'm ready to march in the streets over this. Here I was, a silly, silly thing, silly idea to have. Here I was thinking that the the bounds that, you know, <laughs> the things that bounded vegans together was their shared passion for not eating animals and animal products, right? Here I was. I'm such an idiot. I'm such a dinosaur. I'm so trapped in the past with my thinking. Here I was thinking that the thing that kept the vegans the vegans was the fact that they don't eat animals or animal products. But I was wrong this whole time. I was wrong. The thing that kept vegans vegans was the fact that it was run by wealthy white women and that the black vegans apparently have been very upset for a long time that they're not getting the recognition they deserve <laughs> for doing vegan things saying, you know, what you shouldn't eat and coming up with recipes. It's a tough life. White women are starting to acknowledge black and racialized vegans now. Following a string of racial reckonings happening in several sectors and communities, Amoko said, but, quote, I'm not going to lie, some of us are still skeptical. So they're finally getting the love from the white vegans, but we're not convinced just yet. We think you need to hand over your platforms completely to us. 
the racialized vegans. Omoko isn't the only racialized vegan who felt sidelined by the community. Black vegan influencer Tabitha Brown previously told Vice that before she cut out meat and dairy, she thought vegans were, quote, white ladies who do yoga. It's not inaccurate. Uh, white people in their blogs dominate the results when key terms like vegans, vegetarians, or vegan recipes are plugged into Google. Nital Jethalal, a board member for Toronto Vegetarians Association, they have a board. <laughs> the, the, the Toronto Vegetarians Association, they have board members. And the, the Toronto Vegetarian Association board members, it appears, are very concerned with the colour of the skin of the people doing vegan recipes. Who knew? We really do have... We don't live in a conglomerate society, do we? We don't have, like, one society. We have a whole bunch of societies that exist in the same place, but not in the same space, if that makes sense. Do you follow me? We have people that live together on the same patch of land, but they live in completely different societies. You know, so you, for example, might be like a blue-collar worker or a minimum wage worker. Your restaurant is shut down for coronavirus lockdowns. You're upset. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay the rent. Uh, the kids aren't going to school. You're having to juggle all of these things. You're worried about, you know, where you're getting your next meal from. You have to buy too many fast food meals because you don't have time to cook and all of this kind of thing. That's your society. And just on the other side of town in Toronto, the the vegetarian, the Toronto Vegetarians Association are having meetings and discussions talking about how they can get more non-white vegan influencers to trend on Instagram. That's their society. You see what I mean? They might be living in the same town. They might be living in the same city, but they do not live in the same world. Uh, the This guy, the, the board member for the Toronto Vegetarians Association, told Vice News he has been putting together a conference for vegans. <laughs> it has been a lot easier to find prominent panellists online who are white. The problem is few people think to go to the second page of the Google results. Google is racist. Google is racist against the black vegans. Who knew? Wow. The article continues. The reality is people of colour, especially black people, are more likely to give up meat than white people. So this whole time, the black vegans are the majority, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you go. We deal with the important issues here on this program. According to a 2018 Gallup poll, only 3% of white Americans say they follow a vegetarian diet, whereas 9% of non-white Americans identified as vegetarian. A 2016 Pew Research Center poll found that 3% of people in the US follow a vegan diet, but the number jumps to 8 for black people, ladies and gentlemen more than double the black people as a percentage of vegans. In fact, black people make up the fastest growing vegan demographic right now. Demographics is destiny. We'll all be vegans one day. In this post-Floyd world of racial reckonings, <laughs> this, 
We're talking about George Floyd in an article about veganism. In this post-Floyd world of racial reckonings, many vegans are starting to look inwards at their own privilege. It's about time, I hear you say. White vegan influencers are urging people to follow BIPOC accounts. What's BIPOC? Is that something people of colour? So now we're going to have LGBTQ and BIPOC and... God, enough, enough with the monogram, enough with the analogy, like the uh, anagrams, please. (sighs) White vegan influencers, listen to this, are urging people to follow BIPOC accounts as part of the, quote, amplify melanated voices. I didn't know a voice could be melanated. (laughs) I thought skin was melanated. No, melanated voices. You are your racial identity. And that's all you'll ever be. Congratulations. This is the post-race world. The hashtag Amplify Melanated Voices campaign. I wonder if this came from the Toronto Vegetarian Board or not. The commission. While racialized vegans who have amassed large followings continue to post about Floyd and Breonna Taylor... Stories are surfacing in the vegan corners of the internet, highlighting vegan black Instagram accounts and vegan black-owned businesses, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. Uh, That is truly mind-numbing and disturbing. (laughs) Dear white vegans, stop appropriating food. Okay, well, stop appropriating our clothing then. Off with those jeans, darling. Here we go. This one was sent through by Jim Edwards. We'll stick with language for now, because this is also fantastic. BCCDC, the I think that's the British Columbia Centre for Disease Control, releases inclusive COVID-19 language guide. It's about time, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it about time? Don't you want to talk about coronavirus and COVID-19 without being exclusionary? I mean, you want to make sure that you're including all of the racialized vegans in the dis- in the discussion about COVID-19, don't you think? This is the important stuff here. Sir, 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 have you come up with a cure yet? No, but we have come up with a list of words that you shouldn't say. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> sir, sir, how's the, how's the development of the vaccine going, doctor? Uh, well, the vaccine is in development. We will get it at some point. But in the meantime... Could you avoid saying China virus, please? It's very offensive to some people. Guide partly in response to BC survey results showing some experienced stigma early on in the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen. The BC Centre for Disease Control has released a new guide detailing inclusive language around COVID-19 to prevent stigmatisation of individuals or groups, as well as unnecessary fear and panic around the virus. Yes, because that's what we <laughs> that's what we don't need is unnecessary fear about the virus. <laughs> Coming up after the break, why if you eat in a restaurant, you're killing your grandmother. The guide was partly developed in response to survey results from British Columbians who said they experienced misinformation and stigma during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, the real victims of coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen, the people who felt offended. 
Harlan Pruden, an educator with the BCCDC's Chi Mamak program, an Indigenous program that provides culturally appropriate training and practice models, helped produce the guide. Oh, he's an expert. Quote, we needed to talk about COVID so we weren't invoking fear and potentially stigmatising the very folks that we want to engage so they can modify their behaviours and so they are not decreasing the likelihood or chances of them transmitting and or getting the COVID-19. That's one paragraph. That's one sentence. <laughs> grape, nuts in the, grape nuts in the chat. I want to know if I can still say platypus tits. <laughs> Why not? It sounds like a fun thing to say. One example informed by the work of HIV activists. So, <laughs> so for the COVID, get this, for the COVID-19 lang inclusive language guide, we have asked the HIV activists, ladies and gentlemen, what they think. We've asked them to throw their two cents into the discussion. Thankfully, because if anybody knows about stigmatization and words that should not be said, I'm, I'm sure it's the, the HIV AIDS activists, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, <laughs> one example informed by the work of HIV activists is using language other than infectious and infection to describe someone with COVID-19. See, you thought it was going to be things like China virus, for example. Oh, that's racist. You can't say that. No, it's much worse. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that somebody has been infected. <laughs> that's stigmatizing. That's offensive. Come on. Wow. Listen, quote, the word infection may carry a stigma or stigmatizing language about being contagious or a threat or unclean, ladies and gentlemen. So if somebody has been infected with coronavirus, you must not say that they are infected with coronavirus. Because if you say that they're infected, that carries a stigma that they are infected. <laughs> What are they doing to the English language? English is a fine language. Please stop raping it. Unclean, unclean! <laughs> Instead of infecting, he says, you can use language like transmits virus. Instead of certain number of COVID-19 infections, you can say COVID-19 virus transmissions. Again, this is the problem with PC. It is fucking exhausting. Why should I use five words where I can, you know, quite easily use one word to describe the same thing it takes you a whole sentence to describe? Imagine I'm constantly thinking. We are at levels of oppression which shouldn't even be possible now. You can't even say, oh... The, the rate of COVID-19 infections has gone out, gone up, right? You can't even say that without somebody saying, oh, excuse me, that unfairly stigmatizes people with disease. It's like, oh. <sighs> right? Breaking. Coming up tonight after the break, 
how the COVID-19 infection is spreading. Uh, excuse me, I'd like to complain about your use of the word infection. I don't think you understand that people who have been transmitted with a virus find that kind of language very exclusionary. And they find that kind of language is uh, damaging and stigmatizing to people who transmit viruses. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can't say anything anymore. Again, these people will not be content until we are all staring at the floor at our own shoes and not saying a fucking word. The guide also addresses how to speak about different groups of people and populations, just what we need. Like different racial, cultural and ethnic identities, those who use substances, people with disabilities and survivors of violence, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what we're doing is using a more precise language. This is see this is the this is the self-own mind trickery that these people play on themselves, right? This is the self-delusion these people live in. They can't say, they believe that instead of saying transmit, instead of saying infected, they think it's more precise to say persons who have, persons who have the ability to transmit infection, right? They, no, you can't say infection. People whom have the ability to transmit virus, they think that is more precise than just saying infectious. They brainwash themselves. Oh, we're, we're using more precise language. No, no, you're using far less precise language. Precise is concise. Imprecise is this. Is using a whole paragraph to describe something that a normal person can describe in three words. Quote, What we're doing is using a more precise language of who we are talking about and we are using that most inclusive language by the community that would like them to be addressed that way. Seems easy enough to follow for me. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The BCCDC releases Inclusive COVID-19 Language Guide. And we've all been waiting on the edge of our seat for that. Uh, let's carry on here. We'll stick with coronavirus for the mean, for the meantime. Judge cites smallpox-era standard to reject challenge to New York travel quarantine. Let's have a look at this. It'll never happen here, ladies and gentlemen. He is taking serious steps to make sure the state's travel advisory is being followed. Checkpoints are being set up at bridges, Good. tunnels, and transit hubs as well. It is part of the effort to make sure people arriving from COVID hotspots quarantine for two weeks. Today, New York's Catherine Craig is outside Penn Station with details. Kat, good morning. And darling, good morning to you. And this is one of the checkpoints for those coronavirus uh, enforcement. What we'll see here later today, uh, workers from the mayor's office, they'll be reaching out to travelers, educating them about oh, the quarantine. Taking a look at this video, we saw it for ourselves. Sheriff's deputies at the Gothels Bridge, the Staten Island side last night, according to the New York City Sheriff. De finally, finally, the police in New York City have something to do. <laughs> Finally. Because, you know, New York City, New York City uh, is so peaceful and calm most of the time that all of these unfortunate policemen and sheriff workers and, you know, sheriff deputies and whatnot, 
have just been sitting around waiting for stuff to happen. I think that's why they go out and shoot black people because they're just bored. You know what I mean? So now finally they have something to occupy their time because the rest of the place is just squeaky clean. No crime here, sir. On your bike. Happy chap. So I'm very pleased that the policemen in New York City now have something to do. Deputies are pulling over random drivers. Every six to eight drivers will be asked where they're coming from and their destination. How about that? The land of the free and the home of the brave, huh? Randomly, I mean, <laughs> where are the people who are very passionately against things like uh, random pat down, stop and frisk, right? Where are you? <laughs> ben K. Veritas with a diamond. That way, they'll catch everyone they're looking for. <laughs> so where are the people who are against stop and frisk? This is just stop and frisk on wheels now. They're just randomly pulling over drivers. I'm sorry, sir. Where do you live and where are you going? Where are you going? They are the annoying person at the bus stop who wants to talk to you. But you don't want to talk to them. You know that person when you're sitting at the bus stop, they sit down next to you and you can tell that they're going to start talking to you before they even start. You know, you glance in their direction and their eye light, their eyes light up, their face lights up. Hello. Hey, how you doing? So, where are you off to today? <laughs> you know that person? The police have become the annoying old lady at the bus stop. Where are you going today? Who are you seeing? Oh, your daughter, really? Is she in school or working? Mm -hmm. And where are you from? Where do you live? <sighs> Freedom, baby. The checkpoints are to enforce the governor's 14-day quarantine for yes. travelers arriving from 35 states or territories considered coronavirus hotspots. If it's found out... So Holy shit! Gypsy, where did you steal the Ninja Guinea, Gypsy? Thank you so much dropping a guinea on us. Very generous of you. Someone has failed to quarantine in New York. They could be fined as much as $10,000. Already there's a questionnaire air travelers have to fill out once they land in New York. Mm -hmm. And we found out from tra talking with travelers, there's mixed reaction from them about this. Let's listen. We're right now going through New York to see my son in Maryland. I just have to drive through their state to get there. What good is it going to do to stop me and say, oh, you drove through my state, therefore, you know, you have to stay home for 14 days. <laughs> uh, Ma'am, I don't think you understand the seriousness of this, but I'm just passing through. Not no more, you're not. Welcome to the new normal. <laughs> I just want to see my son in Maryland. We're just passing through. No, get in the hotel, bitch. We're locking you down for two weeks. Welcome to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think coming in and out is okay, uh. but I think we are, I think government must take some really. Joe and G with the, with the diamond, imagine all the Koi license plate. I, I don't know what that means, but thank you for the diamond. Serious precaution to check if there are COVID in a positive. Yeah. 
And it might not be too surprising those who we talked with who were pulled over by sheriff's deputies. They were not thrilled about this enforcement. But then there are New York City residents, Darlene, who said that they support this to make sure that New York City's and New York State's COVID-19 numbers stay low. Stay low. <laughs> <coughs> ah, license plate theft. The flu log. Whoever put send her to the flu log. Old man raster in a chat. Well done. <laughs> so here's the beautiful part about it, right? And you saw the subtext to it there. Just listen again, just to the end of this, where she's talking about who's in favour of this and who isn't. Have a have a little listen one more time. And it might not be too surprising those who we talked with who were pulled over by sheriff's deputies. They were not thrilled about this enforcement. But then there are New York City residents, Darlene, who said that they support this to make sure that New York. Okay. So the people who got pulled over, they were not in favor of this. But then we spoke to residents in New York City who said it was a good idea because the government, thank you, government, you're keeping us safe. You're protecting us. Which brings us to, you know, one of the foundations of this program. People do not care about their rights being pissed on until it happens to them. What a surprise. What a surprise that so many residents of New York City who probably don't own a car, because you really don't need to in a place like New York, right? You just public transport everywhere, bus, train. So, so many people live in New York City, they don't own a, uh, don't own a car. They don't travel in a state. They don't have a problem with drivers being randomly pulled over and harassed by police as though they were traveling between provinces in the USSR. That doesn't bother them. Thank you, government, for keeping us safe. Thank you for keeping us safe, Mr. Government. Mr. Bill de Blasio, you're doing a tremendous job. Right? Nobody cares about individual freedom being pissed on until it's theirs being pissed on. What a surprise. How many people who were pulled over by the police and harassed and asked to produce paperwork and proof of where they're going and their address and where do you live and why are you traveling and all of that shit, all of that shit. How many of them would have been in favor of the quarantine laws before it happened to them, <laughs> right? Well, I think it's a great idea. It's about time we stop these people, these interstaters coming in here and infecting us. Uh, by the way, we're going to go visit our son in Maryland on the weekend. Oh, great. And then they have to queue up. They have to have the torch shun in their face. They have to explain themselves to a policeman after breaking no law, after committing no crime. And then all of a sudden, as they're driving off, well, I think this is really unnecessary. <laughs> I think they're going way too far. It's human nature. Most people do not care until it happens to them. Uh, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, here's another very cute little story for you to chew on. States have the authority to fine or jail people who refuse coronavirus vaccine, attorney says. Yes. <laughs> We're protecting you. We're protecting you from yourself. We're protecting you against your will. For coronavirus vaccine, some major questions are emerging. Uh. Good evening. I'm Kimberly Hunt. And I'm Steve Atkinson. A lot of people are wondering if the government could force K Hunt people to get it. Or could people who refuse get banned from stores or lose their hey. jobs? Hey, here it comes. 
again, I would like to be wrong sometimes when it comes to this kind of thing. Press one in the chat if you remember me saying to you that the the line is going to be, it's not, same with the microchips, right? It's not compulsory to get it, but if you want to go into a store or if you want to go in onto public transport, you're going to have to get it. This is the way that they're going to present it. Hey, we're not forcing you to get this. But if you want to, you know, do all the things that you used to be able to do, you're going to have to get it, right? Who remembers us making that exact argument, saying that this would be the exact play? Hey, hey, come on now. Come on now. There's no need for any of this conspiracy theory nonsense. Don't be silly. Nobody's going to force you to get a vaccine. Nobody's forcing you. That's that's conspiracy theory nonsense. See, this is how they get away with calling you a conspiracy theorist. Because they will say, no, 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 no. Saying that vaccines are going to be mandatory is a conspiracy theory. It's not going to be mandatory. But what they leave out is, it's not mandatory. But if you want to catch the train or have a job or go to the supermarket and buy groceries, then you're going to have to have uh, be vaccinated. <laughs> so you don't have to have the vaccine. The alternative is, uh, starving to death in a cave somewhere. You have that right. You have that freedom. So, I mean, enough with this tinfoil hat conspiracy nonsense of forcing people to get a vaccine. No, no. We'll only force you to get a vaccine if you want to, you know, have a job or ride the bus. <laughs> Isn't it good? And the beautiful part about this, the, the, the cherry on top, right? The little twist of the pretzel in all of this is, they will say to you, we're not forcing you to get the vaccine, but if you want to catch the bus or have a job or go to school, then you're going to have to have the vaccine. And let's be honest here, getting the vaccine, it's not about you. It's about protecting everybody else. The same shit they do with the mask laws, right? <clears throat> hey, it's not about you. Don't be so selfish. It's about protecting everyone around you. Okay. See, we've already accepted that as the new normal. So that will be the case for the vaccine as well. And I'm sorry, but for people who are so selfish that they don't concern themselves with protecting those around them, they show a blatant disregard for the people around them. We can't allow them to ride public transport. We can't allow them to have access to the store because they don't care about anybody else, why should we care about them? Right? Just wait. Just watch. It'll happen. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. So we're chumming the water now. We're tilling the soil. We're prepping the ground for that to happen at some point in the future. People are wondering if the government could force people to get it. Or could people who refuse get banned from stores or lose their jobs? <laughs> ABC 10 News anchor Derek Stahl spoke with a legal expert to get some answers. Imagine a world where you... I mean, here's, here's the other thing too. Imagine if all of these companies say, unless you get the vaccine, we're going to fire you. Now, you might be a very anti-vax person, right? I'm not even necessarily anti-vax, okay? I'm not an anti-vaccine guy. I am 
anti-government shoving needles into my arm when I don't want them to guy, though. You know, like, I am anti that. I am forcing drugs into people's bodies when they say no. I am anti that. <clears throat> I am anti strapping innocent people down and forcing a needle into their arm when they're hell-bent on not having it because why the fuck should you have that power? I'm very much against that. I'm not necessarily against anti-vac... I'm not necessarily against vaccines, but I am against forcing people to take them when they don't want to. So, you might be an like a big anti-vax guy, which is fine. You have you should have that freedom. That that is your decide. That is your right to decide what goes into your body. As far as I'm concerned, the government shouldn't be allowed to tell you what goes into your body. But can you afford to be an anti-vax guy when your employer comes out and says, uh, if you don't take the vaccine, you're losing your job? Ring the right. bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Follow Winning TV. We'll be back on Saturday night. DLive.tv slash Winning TV. How many people can afford to be anti-vax when given that scenario? Because right now, uh, it's kind of safe to be anti-vax. You know what I mean? You're not, lo not going to lose your job if you're an anti-vax person today. What happens tomorrow, though? You might be anti-vax, but they've got you over a fucking barrel now. Ring oh, it's a public health get crisis. Your cheese, man. It's a public health crisis. We can't allow you to work here unless you get the vaccine, sir. You're putting everybody's life at risk. And then you've got to go home to your house payments and your hungry children who need shoes and, you know, school books and all of that stuff. And you're going to have to look them in the eye and say, sorry, kids, we're not eating tonight because daddy doesn't want to take the needle. How, how many people will just fold? And can you even be angry at them for doing it? I couldn't. Like, I couldn't be angry at somebody who's like, look, I re I'm really against vaccines, but I need this job, man. I need this job. Like, I can't just go out and find another job, especially now since the economy has been raped and there's now about 30 million people unemployed. Now is not the time to be, uh, you know, telling your boss, your employer, who's boss kind of thing, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> they have got you. They have got us over a barrel. They have got us completely cornered. Because now with so many people going out of business, so many businesses shutting down, people are desperate for work. There's 30 million unemployed people. Now, at that very point, when it gets to its lowest possible ebb, when it gets more difficult to have a job in the Western world than it's been since the 1920s, that's when they're going to say, by the way, if you don't take this vaccine, there's 10 million people lining up who will. And they will take your job. And what are you going to do? What are you going to say? What are you going to say to him at that point? Will you even be able to say no? Even though you know all the arguments, even though you're hell-bent against it, even though you're an anti-vax, even though you don't trust it, they're going to hold your, your pocketbook, right? They're going to hold your bank account over a pit of fire and say, if you don't do what we tell you, you're finished. 
and it, it'll it'll be worse than just losing that job. It will be you can't get a job anywhere. How about that? And I hate to bring up like I'm loath to bring up the biblical references, but it really does, at least on the surface, appear to be like a mark of the beast kind of situation, doesn't it? Old Man Rasta with the Diamond, we live in a Black Mirror episode. I, I wish we did, because at least then it would be over in an hour. This is something far worse. But the the, <clears throat> the parallels with the Mark of the Beast are stark, aren't they? Like, are we going to have to get a little tattoo that says that we've been vaccinated, perhaps? Or maybe a tattoo that says that we haven't been? How else are you going to identify yourself when you go into a supermarket that you've had the vaccine, right? They're going to have to scan something in you. Maybe we could just put a microchip in people that proves. Because remember, they were talking about that last year. Let's get a microchip in people and we'll have all of their medical details on the microchip. Remember, we covered that story last year on this show. We'll get everybody's medical details on a microchip and we'll implant it. That way we can just scan it when we go to the doctor and our whole medical history will come up. Seems like a perfect scenario to put coronavirus vaccinated on that chip. And hey, the same argument was being used then. Hey, it's not compulsory to get the microchip, but if you want the convenience, if you want to be able to get a job, if you want to be able to go into the store... I'm afraid you're going to have to have the chip. So sorry about that. <clears throat> but we are protecting people here. And, you know, maybe you shouldn't be so selfish. <laughs> Openly pissing in your face. So let's carry on. You have to get vaccinated and show proof to go shopping, board a plane, or just go to work. Legally, it could happen, says University of San Diego law professor Dove Fox. We're keeping people safe. Legally, if you want to have a job, you're going to have to let the government shove this drug into your arm. <laughs> if you want to be able to have a job. Doug Fox, cunning like a fox. Or you have to get vaccinated and show proof to go shopping, board a plane, or just go to work. Legally, it could happen, says University of San Diego law professor Dove Fox. States Dove can compel vaccinations Fox. in more or less intrusive ways. They can limit access to schools or services or jobs if people won't, don't get vaccinated. <laughs> it could force them to pay a fine or even lock them up in jail. Hey! Lock them up in prison now. Oh, yeah. So I'll ask you again. Okay. Your employer, you need your job, and your employer comes down and says, sorry, mate, if you don't take the vaccine, we're, we're going to have to fire you. And you stick to your guns, and you say, you know what, fuck them, I'll hunt my own food, I'll go fishing, I'll grow my own vegetables, I'll live out in a fucking cave somewhere in the woods, right? Come on, children, we're going to live off the land. We're going Owen Benjamin style. We're going to live off the land. Fuck your vaccine, fuck your microchip, 
I don't need this job. We're going to live like the wild men. Fine. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh, but wait. Before you leave, uh, if you, it's not good enough to not take the vaccine and not have a job. I mean, because we're not going to pay for that. So uh, I'm afraid you will be arrested. Oh, yes. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Will they let the criminals out first to make room? They've already done that. <laughs> They've already done that. What are you talking about? We've got to let the criminals out to make room for the coronavirus, you know, flouters. We've already been there. Oh, isn't it good? Doesn't the new normal sound appealing? Get vaccinated if you want to keep your job. And if you don't get vaccinated, that's fine. We're not going to make you, but we will lock you in prison. <laughs> Those measures have been adopted in other countries like France, but not so far in the United States. It all dates back to a Supreme Court case in 1905. 1905. We're going back to 1905 to get justification for this. Isn't it fantastic? The court held that Massachusetts could fine people for not getting vaccinated against smallpox. Mm -hmm. That case became the basis of vaccine requirements ah. at schools across the country. There you go. Found that when medical necessity requires it. They can find a legal justification for anything, can't they? Winning TV with a diamond. Thank you. Thank you, unelected bureaucratic nerds. What I want to know is, how is it that they can find a legal precedence to throw people in prison or have them lose their job if they refuse a vaccination? They can find that in 1905. But when the president wants to put a uh, migration ban on the books, that, oh, no, no, we need to challenge that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure back in 1905 that was okay, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was government policy back in 1905. Immigration bans? Nope. <laughs> you can't. You're not even allowed. To, you're not even allowed to defend your own southern border from illegal immigrants. And now they're using the same set of legal justifications to say that you shouldn't be allowed to have a job unless you get vaccinated, unless you get a vaccination. <sighs> It'll never happen here. The public health outweighs the individual rights yeah. and liberties mm -hmm. at stake. Just last year. Public health outweighs individual rights and liberties. Let that settle in for a moment. Want to hear it again? The country that was literally founded on individual rights and liberties, right? That is literally the basis for the United States fucking existing in the first place. Is placing individual liberties at the top of the list, ahead of any collective. That is why the country is there. And now in 2020, you get this. Became the basis of vaccine requirements at schools across the country. Courts have found that when medical necessity requires it, the public health outweighs the individual rights and liberties at stake. Just like Public health requirements outweigh individual rights and liberties, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Eva Leon asking for the link. I'll put the link in the chat for y'all. It's a local news report from Channel 10 in San Diego. It's about another minute to go here. Let's see what other pearls of wisdom we can clutch. Last year, New York City passed an ordinance fining people for not getting a measles vaccination. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Did you know about that? 
New York City was fining people who don't get a measles vaccination. Well, that's just one step away because that's that's the pseudo way of throwing people in prison if they don't get a vaccination, right? Oh, we're not throwing you in prison for not getting a vaccination. You will be fined, though. Oh, good. And what happens if I don't pay the fine? Oh, we throw you in prison. <laughs> right? Right? You have to... You have to read the subtext to what these people say. It is all bullshit. It's all it's all like uh it's it's trickery. It's verbal rhetorical trickery. Because these bureaucrats will come out and say, no, 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 that's crazy conspiracy theory to say that we're throwing people in prison if they don't get a vaccine. No, no, no. What we're doing is fining people. It's like, oh, okay. And what happens when people don't pay fines? They go to prison. (laughs) So you are throwing people in prison who don't get a vaccine. No, no, no. We're throwing people in prison who don't pay their fines. It happens every day. Come on, don't be a conspiracy theorist. Right? There's always a subtext. But there's a big difference between what states have the power to do uh-huh. and what Congress could do. Oh, here there we go. are these questions, separation of powers, commerce clause uh, questions. Professor Fox says a federal vaccine requirement would probably get shot down by the current Supreme right. Court based on a 2012 ruling on the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. That means we could have a patchwork of different vaccination requirements in different states. Ah. Professor Fox says states would need to allow exemptions for people with legitimate medical risks like <sighs> pregnancy. But <laughs> Man, the new normal looks so much fun, doesn't it? So much fun. But not exemptions for other reasons. Right. Religious exemptions, philosophical ones, have largely been overridden in the name of public health. There it is. There it is. You can be exempt from taking the virus if uh, from the virus. You can be exempt from the vaccine if we say so, if a doctor says so. But if you've got some kind of pesky philosophical, um, you know, resistance to it, or some kind of pesky religious belief, I'm sorry. Too bad. Give us your vein. I, I'm sorry. You know, I'm no scholar when it comes to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights being a foreigner and everything like that, but isn't the uh, the right to practice one's religion, isn't that kind of important over there? Uh, isn't that kind of a big deal? <laughs> I mean, lucky for us, men can now get pregnant, so there's that, right? <laughs> but, you know, the right to freely practice one one's religion, I thought was kind of a big deal in the United States. I, th- I thought it was like one of the four cornerstones. Apparently not. No, public health is now the big concern. Public health is the thing we need to protect, not your constitutional rights. No, of course not. To allow exemptions for people with legitimate medical risks legitimate like pregnancy, risks. but not exemptions for other reasons. Good. Religious exemptions, philosophical ones, have largely been overridden in the name of public health. Largely overridden in the name of public health. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is going just fine, don't you think? Everything is fine. Monica with the diamond. The Bible, once you read it, you can't unsee it.
Joe and G, that's so 2019, Boogie. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, with that, I'm going to take a quick five-minute break. When we return, we've got much more fun. It is Friday. We want to ease you slowly into the weekend, so stick around for five. We'll be back on this sh- after this short break right here on the Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Your novelty comedy songs, organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week. So check it out. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police-stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. 
I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly really love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. For you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy.
This just in! The global officials that can help all, also known as Gotcha, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Friday night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to say that I ain't taking the vaccine, but I really do want to keep my job, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Thank you as always, Kitty B, the link master, the link whisperer, dropping all the links in the chat. Submit your boogie stand flags. We've got some tremendous flags. Once again, let me just quickly flash that up on the screen. One more time. Getting involved in the flag contest, ladies and gentlemen. UK Neil's one is very good. I am very fond of this, though, I have to say, from the General Eaton. The full pres- I like the full presentation of the flag and the story of the flag and what it all means. And then I also do have a soft spot for Lucifer Sam's entry. <laughs> It won't be making the top four, but it, it, I think it's a, a notable mention for the boogie stand flag. And uh, Amberlina, of course, joining in the fun there as well. The death of all things here in boogie stand. So, so much to get through. So little time. Um, I've, I've had this stuff about small business shutting down for like two weeks on the show, ladies and gentlemen. I've had a couple of items, a couple of videos, like small business shutting down, the devastating effects, and I keep pushing it back. I'm going to have to push it back again. I just don't have time because there's so much more other things that I want to get to tonight. So we're going to have to deal with that next week. And I think the first hour was pretty heavy as it is anyway. I mean, finding out that we're all going to have, we're all going to have a rushed through untested vaccine pumped into our arm, lest we be banned from going to work and earning money. I think that's probably heavy enough for you on a Friday, so maybe we need to lighten things up a touch. What do you say? How about, I'll give you the option. We can either check in with Cardi B or we can check in with the latest in face mask fashion. You decide. Press 1 if you want Cardi B. Press 2 if you want the latest in face mask fashion. You be the judge. little bit of a multiple choice on the Friday. We've got a two, a one, two, one. Follow Q with 17 as always. Winning TV got my JJ Stoner midget shirt on Wednesday to go with the Daily Bullish shirt. There you go. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. I know what two is, Gypsy. <laughs> One, three, six. Kitty. Bad kitty. Six. Monica, three. No, three wasn't an option. Why can't you just be bo- good boys and girls and follow the... Why can't you follow the rules? 
Congratulations, audience. You're so bad at following the rules. <laughs> All right. How about we do Cardi B first? And then we'll do the face. How about we just fucking do both of them? Who cares? <laughs> it's Friday night. What, what I do? I didn't do nothing. <laughs> now, um, Lady of Diamonds Gypsy thinks she knows what the Cardi B thing is. Uh, do you know what the Cardi B thing is? Let's see how good your predictive powers are, Gypsy. Where did you steal the future from, Gypsy? There she is, the lovely Cardi B with her daughter. Cardi B addressed using a racial slur to describe her daughter's eyes. Let's cancel Cardi B. <laughs> to coincide with the release of WAP, which I think stands for Wet Ass Pussy. Wet Ass Pussy. Rapper Cardi B on the cover of the September issue of Elle magazine in the accompanying interview, the rapper talks about everything from her passion for politics. Yeah, remember we covered the Cardi B and Bernie Sanders interview back in the day? She got a real passion for politics. Yo, Bernie, what you gonna do with all like these fucking broke-ass niggas who like go to school and shit and they can't be like affording their fucking, like their, their money like to pay for like their fucking degrees and shit, Bernie? Like what you gonna be doing for those broke-ass niggas, Bernie, huh? Like, don't you think, like, that everybody should be, like, getting, like, free school and shit, Bernie? Bernie, you a real, you a real nigga, Bernie. That's why I, like, support, that's why I supporting you here in the hairdresser. Yo, like, what you gonna do, Bernie? Like, when you got no money and shit, and your fucking grandma needs to get her pussy check at a gynecologist, like, what you gonna, how you gonna pay for that shit, nigga, huh? Yo, Bernie, what are you gonna do about that? <laughs> She's got a real passion for politics. The rapper talks about everything from her passion to politi for politics to her marriage to her most controversial moments, including one where she used a racial slur to describe her daughter culture's eyes. Oh, dear. Oh, no. How awful. As noted by BuzzFeed earlier this summer, Cardi shared a pic of grown-up culture to Instagram and replied to a comment saying that the older version of culture looked like Cardi's sister, Hennessy, named after a cognac. That's interesting. I think because Hennessy got chinky eyes like Offset, like KK does. <laughs> Daughter's got chinky eyes. <laughs> Phobic Cruz. Yeah, all the weird island Asians I knew throw around that word like nothing. They were racist as fuck. Do you think Cardi B breathes? Breathe through her pussy. Just imagine that you can breathe through your pussy. Yo, Bernie, what you gonna do with like all of these motherfuckers? Like they're breathing through their pussies and shit. What you gonna do about that, Bernie? As expected, the backlash... Oh, she wrote, the word Cardi used to describe her... Cardi wrote, hang on. I think because Hennessy got chinky eyes like Offset, KK is the only thing I could think. The word Cardi used to describe her daughter's eyes is, is a derogatory racist slur to refer to someone of Asian descent. As expected... The backlash from fans was swift after Cardi's original post and it led to Cardi issuing a response via Twitter shortly after. See, Cardi don't I don't think I don't think Cardi messes with cancel culture. I don't think Cardi cares. Cardi's got fuck you money. And with fuck you money, you don't have to apologize for stuff. Have you noticed that? She wrote this on Twitter in response to apparently her using saying that her daughter has chinky eyes. And people on Twitter getting very upset with Cardi. 
She wrote on Twitter, I don't know fucking everything. We don't even use that as an insult. I don't use it as an insult. I'm sick of the internet. (laughs) Isn't she good? I like her. She does not give a fuck. So there you have it. She's in the news lately because of this wet ass pussy song. And of course, what happens is when you go to like the next level of fame, even though she was really famous already, when you go to the next level of fame, that brings out a whole bunch of people who just look for reasons to cancel you now. Whatever level that is. I thought this was good. Nothing is really good on The Daily Show, but I thought this was pretty good. Uh, Miss Margot Price doing a country version of Wet Ass Pussy. Let's have a little musical interlude. Look, I need a hard hit, I need a deep stroke, I need a penny check, I need a weed smoker. Not a goddess, nigga, I need a king cobra. Put a hook in it, hope and lean over. I'm a- <laughs> this way, it actually sounds quite wholesome, doesn't it? actually quite pleasant <laughs> when you hear it like this why i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset at all if my daughter was singing this no problem with that at all sounds like a very wholesome kitty beta chat boo <laughs> what this is this makes it so much more palatable you could almost sing this at a church service and get away with it the way it sounds now We love Jesus, yeah. So wholesome. Everybody sing. So much better. Get your lighters up, chat. It's so melancholy and thoughtful and emotional. Bravo. It's so much better this way, don't you think? All right. Let's get to some mask designs. I caught this earlier in the week and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Daily Boogie material, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what's happening in the world of fashionable mask designs. Maybe this is the way we can get back to normal. We have a little flap on the front of the mask and it has a Velcro so that when it's not in use, it is covering the little slot that we actually create with just a little ringlet. A stroke of genius flashed across the screen. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. Uh, what we have here is a 
a cloth face mask, a coronavirus face mask, and it's got like a it's got like a little patch on it, kind of like the old the old style underwear. You know how you would button up the back of your long johns and you can unbutton them to like have your ass hanging out. In the old cartoons, like the poor kid always has like one button missing from his long john so you can see half of his ass everywhere. <laughs> it's kind of looking like that. And there's a little hole in the mask where you can feed a straw through so you can enjoy your cocktail. <laughs> Stroke of genius. Somebody designed this. The coronavirus. Uh, if you rewind on these videos, you have to watch the fucking commercial break again. Witness News says Sorry. the answers you Oh, look at our coronavirus coverage. Everything you need to know about the coronavirus. Coming up next, how you can still get drunk and wear a mask. Thank you. Thank you for the vital information, ABC. We have a little flap on the front of the mask and it has a Velcro so that when it's not in use, it is covering the little slot that we actually create with just a little ringlet. Very good point in the chat from Winning TV. But they banned straws. <laughs> oh, no. If only we still had plastic straws, then this would make sense. But unfortunately, sorry. I'm seeing these orders go all over the US and Canada. It's awesome to see that people are supporting me. They're supporting the movement to help minimize and hopefully get rid of this pandemic. That it's a movement now. It's a movement, guys. This is more than just a mandatory law. This is more than just, you know, a public health concern. Folks, this is our movement. <laughs> it's a movement. Are you even part of the movement, bro? What have you done for the movement? Um, well, I invented a face mask that has a little hole in it so you can drink a straw out of it. <laughs> So you could drink a cocktail. Congratulations, you're back in the movement. And we're in. It's just great to see. <laughs> Sippy masks. Sippy masks. <laughs> Sippy masks. Yay! <laughs> but the bars are closed. <laughs> I mean, we always knew it would get to this, didn't we? Like, I realised that the... And again, I'm not even like a big, you know, anti-mask guy. As far as... If you want to wear one, wear one. If you don't, if you don't. You know, you that's your decide. You choose. But <laughs> as soon as we started getting like fashion designers coming out and doing masks... Remember I played the Nancy Pelosi thing where she was like basically doing like red carpet modeling of some mask that a fashion designer sent her? Well, this was sent to me by a, a fashion designer named uh, Fiona Jane. Uh, she has a little boutique in Maryland and I think it's very pretty. You see how it's got the fishes on there? It's wonderful colors. And it was at that point, like three months ago, I'm like, okay, the movement's garbage. <laughs> okay, the mask thing is bullshit. Once we're getting to that level, well, look at the fashion designs on my mask. <laughs> now we've got sippy cup masks. Oh, fuck. 
when everything started to shut down here in the city of Chicago, ah, I didn't Chicago. know what I was going to do as an entrepreneur, as an artist. All of a sudden, everything stopped, but the bills didn't stop. So I started to freak out a little bit and decided like... Um, <laughs> Lou in the chat, more like simpy masks, am I right? Huh? Huh? Fada thing. What am I going to do next? And I had to pivot and I started making masks. We are not accustomed as an American culture of having things on our face as a norm. So I thought if we're going to have to have something. <laughs> Amber with the diamond, your flap is open. <laughs> something on our face, it better be something beautiful and to make us feel a lot more safer and mm -hmm. fashionable. Safe and fashionable. <laughs> Come on! Come on! Yes! I get so excited when society gets gets more absurd. You know, I'm, this shit gets me hard. It really does. <laughs> just because we're living... Just because we're living through a crisis, just because we're living through a viral pandemic, doesn't mean we can't be safe and fashionable. <laughs> get some! This makes me so happy. <laughs> Have you been walking down the street lately seeing all of the bland, boring, average masks and thinking to yourself, man, if only somebody could design something to keep me safe and have me looking my best. <laughs> guys, guys, no more joking. This health Ring thing is so serious. Your cheese, man. Thank you. Celebrating zero month streak there, Ben K Veritas. Guys, this health epidemic, this health pandemic that we're currently in, this health crisis that we're currently in, it's very serious stuff. We're going to have to force you to take vaccines. And if you don't take the vaccine, then we're not going to allow you to come to work, okay? You're not going to be allowed to ride the bus. You're not going to be allowed to go out into the street. The vaccine isn't going to be compulsory. But if you want to have a job, catch the bus or buy groceries, then I'm afraid you're going to have to take the vaccine. So sorry about that. But don't be a conspiracy theorist and say that we're making you take it. I mean, you know, that would be crazy talk. <laughs> crazy. By the way, it's conspiracy to say that we're throwing you in prison for not taking the vaccine. We would never do something like that. We will fine you, though, if you don't take the vaccine. And if you don't pay the fine, we'll throw you in prison. <laughs> If you don't pay the fine for taking the vaccine, we will throw you in prison. But we're not throwing people in prison if they don't take the vaccine. This is all very serious. So this this is how seriously we're taking this health crisis, right? Now, in saying that, you can have a very, very, very stylish mask. Just like this one. Because it is that serious. But just because it's a serious health crisis doesn't mean that you can't look good. Doesn't mean that you can't look pretty. And after you take your mandatory vaccine, which isn't mandatory, under threat of losing your job and being thrown in prison, after you've been forced to take the, va the mandatory vaccine, which isn't mandatory, you conspiracy theorist, and you go back to work, you'll be able to enjoy Friday drinks with our very fashionable sippy mask. Yeah. I love it. Because we believe here at SippyMask.com, we believe that you should feel safe and look good. <laughs> when we have something like this on our face when we go out and about.
mask selfies. <laughs> Hey, there's always an upside. At least we don't have to see um, annoying Instagram thoughts doing that duck lip thing. At least we don't have to see annoying Instagram thoughts doing selfies, doing kissy lips at the camera. Now we're do- now we get selfie. Now we get mask selfies. <laughs> Look at me in my fashionable mask. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'll see you now. When we got into phase four here in Chicago, I was driving by restaurants and bars and seeing people and they didn't have masks on. And Ben K. Veritas, who is in, you're in Oregon, right? Or Washington. You're you're somewhere in that creepy uh, northwestern part. Um, (laughs) In the weird, you're in the serial killer area. Uh, ben K. Veritas says the local radio stations here are offering gift certificates for mask selfies. Do you remember when this all started? I think we covered it was, they had like a weird telethon thing. Do you remember? And they had like all of these celebrities singing songs about how good it is to be in lockdown. Do you remember that shit? And I remember specifically on that show, like months ago, when this very when this thing first kicked off, I said to you, don't you find it a little strange that corporations, the corporate press, the cultural arms of our society, like Hollywood, the music industry and whatnot, don't you find it a little strange that they're all going right out of their way to tell you how cool it is to be in lockdown? Right? Remember that? Man, being in lockdown is so much fun. I get to order Uber Eats. I can lay around in my pajamas all day. This is awesome. Who even wants to go outside anyway? Remember that? And we were talking about why are they going out of their way to promote lockdown? Why are they going out of their way to promote people being locked in their own homes? Like make it like it's such a good thing. That was that was stage one, right? Of the programming. Now we're in stage two. So the, all the people who uh, were got on board with, man, lockdown is so awesome. It's so much fun. It's quirky. I can do Instagram videos. I'm doing TikToks all day now. It's so great. Stage two is now lambasting and criticizing people who don't agree with stage one, right? Because we love lockdown. Lockdown is so much fun. We can lay around in our pajamas. We're doing it. We love it. For people who aren't in favour of lockdown, fuck them. Fuck them. They're putting everybody at risk. They're being selfish. Why can't you just join us and have fun like we're having, right? And now we're being prepped for the next stage, which is if you want to go back outside again, you're going to have to be vaccinated. So sorry about that. So sorry about that. Look at our cool trendy masks. Look at mask fashion. We're doing selfies now. Radio stations doing giveaways for people who send mask selfies in. Promoting lockdown culture. It sounds ridiculous, but that's what's happening here. We are promoting quarantine culture now. It's a culture of its own. Lockdown has become the new normal. Lockdown has become the new culture. 
Stand here if you want to eat. Go in that door. Don't sit next to each other on the train. Don't go to sporting events. Don't go to concerts. Live stream everything. Get Uber Eats. Get a fashionable mask. Don't you want to have the sexiest mask? Right? Don't you want to look pretty when you're out there in the quarantine in virus world? It's a new culture now. Promoted by the corporate press, promoted by celebrities, singing songs about how cool it is to be in lockdown, how we're saving people's lives. We now have a a new culture to transplant on top of the Western culture, which was on its last legs anyway, let's be honest here. Quarantine culture sounds trendy. It is trendy. And I was like, these people need to have a mask on their face, but how are they going to drink? I mean, there's going to be how are they going to drink cocktails? To pull the mask up to sip, to pull the mask down to sip, and it's going to be defeating a lot of the purpose anyway of wearing the mask. So I was like, they need a mask where they can actually insert a straw, and so that's how the idea came. And I was like, I'm going to give them something that they can feel comfortable having on their face, and they don't have to take it off. So yeah, I'd feel real comfortable doing this. This looks really comfortable to me. Wearing the mask, so I was like, they need a mask with. That looks so comfortable. <laughs> how, how about that? They can actually insert a straw. And so that's how the idea came. And I was like, I'm going to give them something that they can feel comfortable having on the... <laughs> Finjiri, Finjiri, Finjiri in the chat says, Mersh is competing for your time slot. I saw he went live like just a few minutes before me. It's not competition. <laughs> it's not competition. He's 10 times the size. He's 100 times bigger than me. So there's no competition. It would be like if I play in a little league team and the Yankees show up and say, hey, do you want to have a game? (laughs) It's like, okay. (laughs) So, no, he's not competing for my time slot. (laughs) If he goes when I'm on, I'm crushed. (laughs) It's no competition here, let's be honest. (laughs) Her face, and you don't have to take it off. So we have this little ringlet we insert into the mask and it allows the hole to be there for the straw. But But the replay is your friend. And if you don't want to miss out, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify. It is covered up once you're not in use. It started as a My Mask and then developed Look another, at these like, trendy, look at these trendy, fashionable people, ladies and gentlemen, with their sexy masks. It's off of the mask, which is going to be the sippy mask, but it's still my sippy mask. When it's my sippy mask. When you're wearing it, I want you to say it's my mask because we're all in this together. Every. Because we're all in this together, yeah. (laughs) Sippy mask culture. Um, Speaking of mask fashion, this one was sent through by Jim N-Word last week. Since we're on the topic of mask fashion, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot. We literally had a war about this. Okay, this video is making its way around the country tonight, and it was shot right here in a Walmart in Marshall, Minnesota. We've confirmed through police and a Walmart manager that a couple entered the Walmart wearing face masks with Nazi swastikas on them just before noon today. In the- <laughs> I mean, what would you prefer? <laughs> would you rather... Would you rather the Nazi swastika mask or the gay sippy mask? (laughs) Imagine going to like a party. Imagine going to a get together at, say, like a small wine bar or something in Manhattan. 
and all of your friends show up with the latest bedazzled sippy masks and you show up with one of these on. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm doing it ironically. <laughs> I'm ironically wearing a swastika. <laughs> no, I have the swastika on my mask to say people who don't wear the mask are Nazis. That's how you'd get away with it, I think. Fantastic fashion stuff there. In the video, other customers announced their disgust over the mask. Disgusting. The woman Disgusting. in the video says back to one of them, quote, if you vote for Biden, you're going to be in Nazi Germany, end quote. Hey! <laughs> She's doing what I said. In fact, congratulate. Very clever. No, I'm wearing the mask to say that people who vote for Biden are Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Uh, God, I had so much more to get through as well. But let's wrap it up with one last thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, the last the last item for the week here on the Daily Boogie. It's time we check in once again with the cart narcs, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a lot of success lately bringing people to the movement here in the great kingdom of Boogie Stan. Because as you all know, we take cart criminality very, very seriously here on this show. I'm a very easygoing, libertarian kind of guy. Hey man, you do you, I'll do me, and let's get the fuck off this rock together. You know what I mean? So I'm a very easygoing guy, except in the parking lot. In the parking lot, I go full fash. If you don't park between the lines, if you don't return your cart to the cart corral, <clears throat> I believe you should be dealt with with swift and brutal justice. Hopefully a killing squad, a death squad, roaming the parking lots to take out people who don't have the basic common decency to return their cart, which every member of a productive society should do. So that's where we stand. And we've had a lot of successes recently bringing people to the movement of cart narkery. Uh, fascist Ibi. Royce has repented and been saved. Exactly. So we've had a lot of little victories along the way. We've we've had the victory of getting uh, the Dr. Oz program to announce publicly that people who do not return their carts uh, show signs of deeper mental illness and criminal behavior. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're having wins every day. So I thought we'd check in once again with Agent Sebastian and check out what, see what the latest is going on here with the cart narcs, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look. You see an open cart corral right there in Arcateers? I know yes, I do. I see the open cart corral. I saw this corral. man curb it. I know you did oh, too. No. <laughs> that's not where the carts go, sir. So that's, that's, a, that's a quarter curbing happening there with one wheel up on the little curb. I mean, look how close he is to the cart corral. It's got to be what, 20 feet, 25 feet away? absolutely disgusting he's actually pointing the cart in the direction of the cart corral he can see it right in front of him too fucking lazy I know you did too. That's not where the carts go, sir. That's not where the carts go, sir. That's just up on the curb. That's a half curb cabaret in the chat. We are with an easy shot of that uh, cart return right there where are you going? <sighs> oh man, the grind. Some it's people. a grind. Now let's give him a bumper mate. Oh, we got another one in progress over here. Hold on. I'll be back okay. in a second. That's not where the carts go. That's the, the curb over there. The car returns right behind us. Okay. Oh, I see. They made a little uh made a little cart nest. <laughs> They've made a little cart nest. 
See, this is the problem too. This is why you have to stamp out the first person who leaves their card out because that person becomes a magnet for other degenerates. Have you noticed that? Like if one person leaves their card out, because people say, oh, who cares? One person leaves their card out. It's not a problem. But it's always a problem because that one person leaving their card out will then attract other idiots. And they'll just then go, oh, well, that person left their card out. I'll leave mine where that person left theirs. Next thing you know, you've got fucking anarchy. Because people are sheep. If the first person returned their cart to the cart corral, the next person is not going to be inspired to not return their cart to the cart corral. Do you see my point? People will follow the leader. Be a leader. Return your cart. Over there. Want to take it back? See, that guy's doing it. Good that job, guy's Brad. doing it. All right, well, bumper magnet. Bumper magnet. Just go ahead and slap that on right there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Now, the first guy returned his cart. Fantastic. The first guy got out. He saw the bumper sticker on his car. He got out. He said, you know what? The cart narc is right. I'm going to take my cart back. Well done. Another victory for the good people. Another victory for the good guys. Good job. Good job. I'll get that for you. Thanks a lot, sir. Appreciate that. No problem. Cart knocks out. This guy. Sorry? Have a good one. You too. Have a good one. Look at that. Another victory. Benke Veritas with the diamond. Lazy Bones culture leads to full cart narky. Cart narky. <laughs> like anarchy. Cart narky. <laughs> it's very difficult to say. <laughs> the guy even thanks him. The guy even wishes wishes him a good day as he returns to his vehicle. A perfect... Uh, that played out perfectly, didn't it? Love the positivity. Exactly. Hey, have a good day, man. It was. It was a beautiful situation. Now, so you have that on one hand. What about when we go back to the other guy in the parking lot? Do you think the other guy in the parking lot... Okay. Where is he? Now, I want to see a show of hands in the chat. Is this guy... Is this guy going to be... Press one in the chat if you think he's going to behave like the first guy and politely take his cart back and wish the cart narc a good day and then be on his way. Press two in the chat if you think this individual is going to cause some kind of a scene. You decide. Oh dear. I'm seeing a lot of twos in the chat. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of twos. People don't have much faith in their fellow human beings, ladies and gentlemen. It's wall-to-wall -wall twos. All right. Let's see how this plays out. I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping for a, you know, a positive outcome here, but let's see what happens. Thanks a lot, sir. Appreciate that. No problem. Cart knocks out. Cart knocks this out. This guy, sorry? Have a good one. You too. Yeah. Let's go see about this guy. Okay. See, he learned his lesson. He took his cart back. I hope you can learn from this gentleman's example. Well, it was. Oh. You gonna take that off my motherfucking car? <laughs> oh, don't. We've got based bandana tough guy here in the parking lot. Oh, dear. 
with his shitty Honda. <laughs> Yo, you're going to take that motherfucking bumper stick off my ride, homie? You motherfucker. He doesn't look like he's very he's being very responsive, does he? He doesn't look like he's going to cooperate here. He's a mask hole. He's got his bandana on. The paint job is an indicator. Yes, I agree completely. Phobic Cruise in the chat. It's the paint job. You can tell, can't you? The people who are going to be problems <laughs> based on their paint jobs. <laughs> Come on. Says is I got car. I'm on. the car knock, by the way, Sebastian. Agent Sebastian. And Agent it's a Sebastian. magnet that has our hotline number on it. So you can call us up. We can talk to you about how to think about other people. <laughs> You could call us up. That, that's got our hotline number on it. You can call us up. We could talk to you about how to think about other people. Now, watch this maneuver here. Be a better, uh, you don't have to, you don't use it to use a knife. It's just. Oh. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. The young gentleman got out of his car and to take the bumper magnet off his car, he took out a flick knife and kind of like just flicked the bumper magnet off onto the road. Now, Agent Sebastian is correct. You don't need a knife to remove the bumper magnet. You can do it with your hand. Now, call me crazy. But I tend to think that the use of the knife to remove the bumper magnet had less to do with efficiently removing the bumper magnet and more to do with intimidation. I know, it's a crazy theory. But pulling a knife out on somebody, unless you're, you know, cutting a birthday cake, nine times out of ten, it's going to be for the purpose of intimidating the other person. So the knife comes out and he knocks the bumper sticker off. Now, here's the important part. Because we all believe in the movement of, you know, protecting, patrolling the parking lots. This is a great educational video, I think. Because how do you react now? How does Agent Sebastian react here? He has legions of fans around the world. He has become the leader of this movement that we believe so much in. How is he going to respond to being de facto threatened with a knife? Because that's the subtext of what happens here. Hey, look, I've got a fucking knife. Back the fuck up. We suspect anyway in an unspoken agreement. So how's he going to respond? Now, I don't think anybody would, you know, be angry or disappointed with Agent Sebastian if he just backed up at that moment. You know what I mean? Like, I think 99 people out of 100 after seeing the knife produced would say, whoa, I'm going to leave this cat alone. I'm going to give him some space. I'll just return the cart. Unfortunately, there's some people who can't be reached. He's not going to learn. He doesn't care enough about cart, you know, cart chaos to do the right thing. We're just going to have this, have to give this guy a wide berth. I think 99 people out of 100 would do that. So press one in the chat if you think Agent Sebastian is going to back away from this guy and leave it there. Press two in the chat if you think Agent Sebastian, leader of the cart narcs worldwide, is going to step up and be brave. Tell me what you think. Let's see what you think of Agent Sebastian. Let's see if you think he's got the gumption.
Cabaret in the chat. Three, he draws his gun and fires. <laughs> Kitty B in the chat saying one. Jesse Teller, one. We've got mostly twos, though. So most people think Agent Sebastian will step up to the mark and be the narc. Lou in the chat, I have faith in our agents. Let's see if Agent Sebastian responds with bravery or with cowardice. Let's have a look. Just a magnet. You can use your hands if you want to. Uh, sir, did you, did you not want to take your cart back? Well, no, see, that's not where the carts go. That's just blocking a spot. Here, let me get you another one right there. Wax another one straight back onto the bonnet of the car. Oh, yeah, baby. Brave Agent Sebastian. He's just had a knife pulled out on him. <laughs> Sir, there's no, need in, there's no need for a knife. You don't need a knife to remove the magnet. <laughs> Here, let me get another one for you. Pop. Oh, ha hasn't he got the big swinging dick, Agent Sebastian? Flex nuts right back. <laughs> ben Gay Veritas. Big dick energy. Oh, the, the crowd loves it. <laughs> well, no, see, that's not where the cards go. That's just blocking a spot. Here, let me get you another one right there. <laughs> Sticks around. Yeah, we come equipped with several magnets for just such occasions where people get, uh, you know, antsy about it or whatever. <laughs> we have several magnets, sir. Uh... <laughs> Sir, we have several magnets for just such occasions where people get, you know, antsy. And look, the knife is straight back out again. You don't need a knife. You can just use your hands. I don't want to fucking touch it. I don't want the shit on my car. Oh! Ooh. See, now this has gone... This has now escalated to another level. See, does this guy realise what he's doing here? I don't know. He takes the knife out, removes the next bumper magnet, but now he's actually pointing at Agent Sebastian with the knife. So that's another level now of aggression. At first you could say, well, he wasn't brandishing the knife. He wasn't threatening with the knife, right? He wasn't doing anything like that. He just took the knife out to get the bumper magnet off and then he put it back in his pocket. And so you can say, well, you know, these things happen. But now... This is now a, a direct threat, a non-verbal threat. Pointing the knife in his face. I don't want the fucking magnet. Oh, dear. Now, I'll ask the same question that I asked before. Because we've now gone up to a new level of aggression here. The rules have changed. The metagame has changed. So, I'll ask the question again. How does Agent Sebastian respond in this moment? Because if 99 out of 100 would have stepped back on the first occasion when the knife was produced, then surely of the 1% that's left, 99% of that 1% would now step away when the knife is being waved in their face, right? And I don't think we would begrudge anybody. So press 1 in the chat if you think at this moment Agent Sebastian will take a back step. Or press 2 in the chat if you think Agent Sebastian will rise to the occasion yet again. You tell me, what do you think? Seeing twos. I'm seeing ones and twos. 
winning TV too. He's faced a killer before, <laughs> but they didn't know he was a killer at the time. Ben K Veritas, 1.8. <laughs> I'm going two, two. Agent Sebastian has white privilege, two. Okay, seeing mostly twos. Most people are going to back Agent Sebastian in here. Most people think he's going to rise to the occasion. Let's see. Let's find out. Will he step away now that he's got a knife literally being flashed in his face? Or will he step up to the plate yet again? Sir, we're the cart narcs. This is our job. Who you are, who you think you are. Don't put this shit on my car. I know I'm the cart narc and I know who I am. (laughs) I don't care who you are or who you think you are. Don't put that shit on my car. Well, I'm the cart narc. I know who I am. <laughs> He's got a very uh, non-gay Ben Shapiro annoying quality to him, you know? Annoying, but in a good way. I know who I am, sir. <laughs> Verge girl. Kitty B in the chat. He is brave because he snuck up on a hobo kuma, but self-preservation. Well, let's see. Here, let me help you out. Yeah. I'll sanitize it for if that, that helps oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sanitize the bumper magnet if that helps you. <laughs> You're getting a bumper magnet, sir. Knife or no knife? <laughs> Get the fuck away. Why? Why don't you take your card back? <laughs> Get the fuck away. Why? Why would you take your card back? <laughs> he's the fucking, he's the boss. The card is right there. In the, in the middle of the spot. In the middle of a spot. He's arguing with the guy who was flashing a knife in his face. He's demanding an explanation. Why aren't you taking your cart back? <laughs> this guy was pointing at him with a fucking flick knife. But sir, that's not where the carts go. I'll sanitize the bumper magnet for you if that helps. Pay people to come get these fucking cars. Uh, yes, eventually. Oh, did you hear that? Listen to this. Now, here, see, we've had to deal with this idiotic uh, line of argument before, haven't we, on this show? It started with Royce by saying, oh, I'm providing somebody a job by leaving my card out. I hope people like that, who say things like that, realise that this is the kind of people that they look like to us. Get the fuck. Knife-wielding maniacs. Mm-hmm. We now have photographic, videographic evidence, ladies and gentlemen. People who use the logic that leaving a cart out is providing employment for a cart boy are probably knife-wielding psychopaths. What more can I say? What more can I say? There's the evidence right there. People who use that line of argument are probably knife-wielding maniacs, quick to anger, quick to use aggression, quick to use intimidation, right? And as the good Dr. Oz program showed us a couple of weeks ago, probably underlying mental illness and a tendency toward criminal behavior. There's the evidence right there. Why? Why don't you take your card back? The card is right there. In the, in the middle of the spot. Mm-hmm. They pay people to come get these fucking cars. Get uh, yes, eventually, but in the meantime, it's... Man. What? 
big ass parking lot. Right. Take your ass someplace else. Sir, we patrol the entire parking lot, I promise okay, you. But you over here fucking with me right now. And did what are you fucking with me for? <laughs> Man, it's a big ass parking lot. Why don't you go fuck with somebody else? See? See the mentality of the people who leave their carts out? Why are you harassing me? Everybody else is doing it. Remember we went through this, the stages of denial for people who don't return their carts. That was like stage two, where they try to rationalize their shitty behavior by saying, hey, everybody else does it too. This is like a living, breathing example here of all of the warning signs, all of the red flags that we've pointed out on this show. Hey, what are you harassing me for? Look, it's a big parking lot. There's so many other people out there you could be harassing. Threatening violence, carrying a dangerous weapon, criminal behavior, and then trying to rationalize, oh, well, I'm giving somebody a job. I'm providing employment. Oh, what are you harassing me for? All of you don't take your carts back. Same thing. They are predictable like sunrise. This, these people's degeneracy is metronomic in its predictability. We need to stamp this out. <laughs> Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Y in the chat. But the parking lot is big. Terrible logic. <laughs> did you not just see me talk to that guy who did it too? Okay, but you, you know, while you move over here wasting time with me, there's 30, 40 other people out here. But I'm hoping... <laughs> did you not see me just talk to that guy, like, just over there? Yeah, but, yeah, but you're like, you know, while you're over here wasting time with me, there's like 30 or 40 other people. See, nobody thinks it should be them, right? <clears throat> Everybody's got this mentality. Why are you harassing me? What are you picking on me for? Well, you left your card out. If you had have taken the cart back, this wouldn't be happening, sir. Why don't you go harass somebody else? Why don't I fucking harass you? <laughs> What, just because you got a knife? Trying <laughs> to change your soul and make you a better person. I'm trying to change your soul and make you a better person. The brave Cartner, the great, the great brave Agent Sebastian, ladies and gentlemen. Change my soul about the parking lot and that damn magnet on my car. But now you do know that you're supposed to take the cars back, right? You know they have the racks for a reason, right? See, I think you do. You know you're supposed to take the carts back, right? You know, they have the cart corrals for a reason, right? And then he just stands there looking at him like, I'm going to fucking kill this motherfucker. He's like, ah, see, I think you do. <laughs> I think you know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, see, see, see. You know that I'm right. Come on, take the cart back. I think you do. that damn magnet on my car. But now you do know that you're supposed to take the cars back, right? You know they have the racks for a reason, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think you did. Kitty B in the chat. All this time he spent arguing, he could have just put it away. That's the point. People will spend twice as long arguing that they shouldn't take the cart back than take the cart back. And that's why it's so much more than just a cart issue. It's a deep-seated mental illness issue. JJ Stoner with the Diamond Thumb Club and Return My Cart Club. 0707 to you, JJ. JJ Stoner, DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. Midday, Monday through Friday. So it's it's so much more. Like laziness, I don't think, is part of it. Right? And this has been our contention all along. That it's more than laziness. 
people use laziness as an excuse because they're masking their criminal mentality, their criminal mental illness that's underlying, right? Because if it was all about laziness, you wouldn't spend twice as long arguing about it. But you will spend twice as long arguing about it when you're mentally fucking ill. <laughs> when you have deep-seated psychological problems, you'll spend twice as long. Heart issues are heart issues. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Y in the chat. Do, and it's your conscience is telling you better. What's wrong with the magnet? If you got something to say, say it, but don't push it on my car. Well, okay, I'm gonna say it. Uh, you're being a lazy bones. Okay, I'm sorry I said it. <laughs> <laughs> what a hero. He didn't step away. He didn't step away. The guy literally brandished a knife in his face. Okay, I'm going to say it. You're being a lazy bones. Can okay, I help you out? By the way, his car is a real piece of junk, too. Oh, yes! <laughs> One more magnet on the phone. Oh, yes! Come on now. I did not expect that. I did not expect it to go. I did not expect him to throw one more on. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Have a look at it again. So let's cap recap here. Oh, I wish I had to put another poll in the chat. Who would have thought, like, honestly, honestly, don't think retrospectively. So we did it twice before, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? Hand on heart. Press one in the chat if you thought that you've seen the last bumper bumper magnet go on this guy's car. Press one in the chat. I would have said one. I'm telling you, honestly. I thought we've seen the last bumper magnet. He's going to step away. He's had a knife waved in his face, right? Press two in the chat if you thought Agent Sebastian was going to step up to the plate one more time. And after being threatened with a knife, still put the fucking bumper magnet on this guy's car. <laughs> Everybody's saying one. I knew it. Holy shit. Absolutely sensational. Let's let's go over it one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you gotta hang tough. You do know that you're supposed to take the box back, right? You know they have to rack for a reason, right? Quite frankly, I mean, this is no disrespect. Your car. That's all you're doing is being disrespectful. Take your. I'm being off. respectful to the next person who wants to Man, have a. Ain't nobody worried about them fucking cars but you. I am. Hey, let me help you. Out. Take your ass home. <laughs> so your car? Could you? It's not like you're gonna hurt your pain or anything. I don't want to. Sir, I mean, you know, disrespect, but it's not like it's going to hurt your pain or anything. 
If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this guy's paint job on his car is fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's all faded away. There's paint missing. It's disgusting. I mean, he used a flick knife to flick the bumper magnet off his car in the first place. So he obviously doesn't give a fuck about his paint. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not going to hurt your paint or anything. You're the best. You are the best. <laughs> Just sit on my car, period. That's because you know it's a size for point. I didn't ask you to do it. Don't do it. I, but I asked you not to put your card out. <laughs> He's still going on this. He's still working on this guy. Oh man, I just I just hope that we get to the end of this. There's only like another 60 seconds left. I don't think we'll see it, but just imagine if he was like, look, man, fine. I'll take the car back. That's what we all want to see, isn't it? Man. Whatever. Not whatever. It's a block in the spot. Sir, that's my sworn duty to uphold the law of the cart. Now, let me help you out with this right here. Four times. (laughs) Four times putting the bumper on, putting the bumper magnet on his car. Here, let me help you out there. He's fearless. Oh, he's finally given up and putting on a seatbelt. Hopefully, hopefully someday he'll learn his lesson. He won. He won. The guy gave up. The knife-wielding maniac threatening him with a knife eventually drives off with the bumper sticker on the front of his fucking car. Another victory, ladies and gentlemen. Another victory. So long, sucker. Wait. Now, the guy's pulling over on the other side of the parking lot. Have a listen. (laughs) It's not ending there. Okay. So we see the guy pull over on the other side of the parking lot. We can only assume that he's going to pull over on the other side of the parking lot and remove the bumper magnet once more. Now, this is where the real big dicks come out to play. This is where you figure out if you've got big balls or little balls, right? (laughs) He's already been threatened with a knife. He's put the bumper magnet on this guy's car who threatened him with a knife four times now. Now, is he or (laughs) press one in the chat if you think he's going to leave this as the victory that it is or press two in the chat if you think that Agent Sebastian is going to follow this guy's car to the other side of the parking lot to continue the discussion. (laughs) 
I don't I, I, I don't know how anybody could press one at this point. Because he's proven himself, Agent Sebastian, that he'll go to whatever length is necessary to ensure cut justice for everybody. <laughs> this is the best cart narcs I've ever seen. It's wall to wall twos. It's wall to wall twos. Let's have a look here. Let's have a look. Where everybody's backing in. Agent Sebastian, let's see how he responds to this. Uh, personal use. So don't don't uh, don't try to press any charges. Oh, what's he doing? Sir, I can see you over there. Are you gonna take the magnet off? I didn't put the video up. Terribly sorry. I got carried away. Let's see it. We'll go here. We'll, we'll, we'll play it from here. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully someday he'll learn his lesson. I think we managed to wear him down there, Narcoteers. Yes. First time someone has come at us uh, somewhat armed, although he did not, let's be clear, he did not threaten us with that knife in any way. That so he's still being diplomatic. He did not threaten us with that knife in any way. He did. He waved it in your face, Agent Sebastian. But even, see, even when threatened with a knife, Agent Sebastian wants to take the high road. See that? Even in that moment, he's still a nice guy. Hey, come on. Let's not press charges or anything. He wasn't threatening me. Sebastian, he was. He was definitely threatening you with that knife. But even then, he's got a live and let live attitude. He's he's taking the high road. He's the bigger man. That was simply for uh, personal use. Simply for personal so use. Don't don't. Uh, Here we don't go. Press any charges. Oh, what's he doing? Here we go. <laughs> what's he Sir, doing? Sir, I can see you over there. Are you gonna take the magnet off? <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps approaching him. <laughs> Where's he from? I think he's from California. You do have good knife skills, I'll say that. <laughs> you do have not you do have good knife skills. I'll I'll say that. He even compliments the guy after he's been threatened with a knife. I got another one for you if you'd like it. Well no, I won't be I'll go. Oh If you put that on my car, I'm gonna run your ass over. Oh, Somebody's getting testy about their bad cart behavior. Mm -hmm. I think you do. <laughs> Go behind your car. That help? About on like the oh, rear quarter oh, panel here. Oh. <laughs> it would have been five. It would have been five. <laughs> Just as he was about to slap another bumper magnet on the back of the guy's car, he hits the gas and speeds away. <laughs> well, he uh, surprised me there, car, uh, Narcoteers. I was not ready for that quick acceleration. <laughs> Even uh, cart narcs and our superior strength and speed training couldn't keep up, keep up with that. But... Uh, <laughs> Learn to live another day and narc another day. Card narcs out. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen.
He almost spun the tires. I'm calling five. It would have been five if the guy didn't speed away like that. If he didn't speed away like a lunatic. And luckily for the guy who sped away in his car, the knife-wielding maniac, luckily for him, there are people like the Cartnarks out there. Because if there wasn't, when he sped away like that, uncontrollably full of rage, he could have very well hit a shopping cart. If the Cartnarks weren't there, ensuring the safety of the knife-wielding maniacs who don't have the common sense to protect themselves by returning their own carts. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that was an amazing Cartnux. Uh, let me give you the link to that particular video. I'll put it in the chat. As always, everything we refer to tonight will be in the show notes on the Podbean website, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. <laughs> that man is sick, Lou, in the chat. <laughs> There's the link for that cart, uh, uh, knife guy Cartnark video. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the Daily Boogie Week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to discuss cartnarkery, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends at RealPersonPLTCS. Uh, Mr. America, the Beard of Truth, winning TV on Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, uh, JJ Stoner, middays Monday through Friday. Uh, I would say Mersh is on later on tonight, but he's not. He was on when I was on. So fuck him. <laughs> no, follow Nightwave Radio, dlive.tv slash Nightwave Radio. Irrational Times on later tonight as well. Uh, Sunday night shit show with Frozen Asian and Spent D. Coffee Talk with Sandra is on later on. And like I said, don't forget Winning TV on Saturday night. And I'll be back on Monday. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive. Until Monday night. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.